This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Thursday, the 24th of March. In your sport today, the party party is over. Sunny Bill stays perfect in the ring. Australia fight back in Pakistan and cycling for a good cause. This is your sport today. Well, there's only one place to start today, and that's the surprise retirement of world number one women's tennis player Ash Barty. Lucy, you messaged me straight away when Barty posted her announcement on Instagram. Firstly, have you recovered? And secondly, why is Barty retiring at the age of 25? I think this one's going to take a while to recover from Sam. <laughs> of all the things I thought were going to happen yesterday, Barty retiring was not one of them. <laughs> and it happened around lunchtime yesterday when she posted a video chat with her close friend, Casey Delacqua, and in it, Barty said she was retiring because she's physically and emotionally spent. She said winning Wimbledon changed her perspective on life because by winning, she'd achieved her one true dream in tennis. But she said she wasn't quite satisfied. So when she won the Australian Open, she figured that was the perfect way to end her amazing career. The news was completely out of the blue and it's fair to say it stunned the tennis world because Barty is seemingly in her prime. She's 25 years old and she's been the best women's player in the world since 2019. Barty says she knows people may not understand her decision and she's okay with that. She says she knows in her heart it's the right thing to do. It certainly caught us off guard, Luce. Uh, Barty leaves tennis as a three-time Grand Slam singles champion, a US Open doubles winner. She won 15 career singles titles, spent 121 weeks at number one in the world, and earned just shy of $32 million in prize money. Not bad for a kid from Ipswich in Queensland. It was an incredible career that it really started with the junior title at Wimbledon in 2011 when she was 15 years old. She then made a name for herself on the double circuit with Delacqua, but after a few years on the road away from home, Barty took a break from tennis and played cricket for a summer in Brisbane. That stint away reignited her love of tennis, and from there, the rest is history. She won at the French Open and became world number one in 2019, won Wimbledon last year, and this year won the Aussie Open and was presented the trophy by her hero, Yvonne Gulligan Corley. She says she's now going to chase some dreams she's always wanted to do, so watch out for what that might be. Who knows what that will be, but Barty says she's going to do a press conference today, so we might learn more about her retirement plans then. Uh, lots of tributes on the social media to Ash, as you can imagine. I like this one from Andy Murray. He said, happy for Ash Barty, gutter for tennis, what a player. Sums it up pretty well. Uh, I'll put a link to her retirement video in the episode notes so you can check it out. To boxing now, and Sonny Bill Williams has taken his professional boxing record to 9-0. and uh, He knocked out former AFL player Barry Hall last night in Sydney. Loose, this one didn't last too long, and Sonny Bill even had time to chat with Paul Gallen about a possible fight later this year. Yeah, it didn't last long at all. Hall was knocked down twice in the first 90 seconds, and when he went down for a third time, the ref stopped the fight in the first round. The big talking point came after the fight when Williams was asked who he wanted to take on next. He didn't confirm anything, but he mentioned Gallon, who used to play rugby league like Williams. There has been talk about the pair fighting for years now, but it's never happened. 
maybe the wait is over. Maybe it is. We'll have to find out because Sonny Bill did go over to Gallant in the crowd last night. I don't think they were talking about their footy tips, loose. So <laughs> uh, if they do fight, then it has to be pretty soon because Gallant has said he wants to retire in the next 12 months. To cricket now, and the third test in Pakistan looked like it was going to be another draw, but that's until Aussie quicks Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark ripped through Pakistan late on day three. Loose, the Aussies are right back in this. They are right back in it, and as you said, it's all down to Cummins and Stark. Pakistan were cruising at two for 214, but out of nowhere, Cummins took a terrific return catch before the tea break. Then Cummins and Stark took seven wickets for just 20 runs in 62 balls to bowl Pakistan out for 268 in the last session. Cummins finished with five for 56 and Stark four for 33. And it means Australia has a lead of 134 runs with two days to play. The Aussies now have a chance to set Pakistan a big target and bowl them out to win the final test and win their first test series in Asia since 2011. Yeah, that series 11 years ago was against Sri Lanka. Uh, Australia are none for 11 in their second innings. Uh, watch today's play from 4pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time on Foxtel and KO and listen to it on SEN Radio. Australia's World Cup hopes go on the line tonight when the Socceroos host Japan in Sydney. They pretty much have to win this one to have any chance of automatically qualifying for the World Cup in Qatar. Loose, tell us everything we need to know about this. Well, let's start with the table because that's going to determine who qualifies. Japan is in second spot at the moment, three points in front of the Socceroos. Now, only the top two teams automatically qualify and there are two games left, including this one. Japan has won five games in a row, while the Socceroos have won just one game in that period. But if the Socceroos win tonight, then they'll move ahead of Japan because they have a better goal difference. It won't be easy because the Aussies haven't beaten Japan since 2009. Yeah, and to make it just that bit tougher, the Aussies will be without a handful of their best players due to injury and COVID, but still never can out the Aussies. Uh, the match at Stadium Australia kicks off at 8.10pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time tonight. You can watch it on Channel 10. Uh, today's trivia question brought to you by the EPL Live app. What was the score in Australia's win over Japan at the 2006 World Cup in Germany? Help us out here, Luce. I remember this game very clearly and there was four goals scored in it. There was, most of them coming very late. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. Let's go to some football news now because French footballer Paul Pogba has revealed what was stolen when his house was robbed last week. Luce, there was some pretty big stuff taken. Yeah, it doesn't get much bigger than his 2018 World Cup winner's medal. He got that playing for France and scored the third goal in the final against Croatia. Pogba says his mum's jewellery was also stolen and that his family has been robbed of their sense of safety and security. This happened last week while he was playing for Manchester United against Atletico. Madrid in the Champions League. Pogba wasn't there, but his two kids and their nanny were in the house at the time. Uh, He's asked for help to find the stolen items, but nothing has been found just yet. Long-time listeners of Sport Today will remember us talking about Aussie cyclist Lachlan Morton last year. He rode the Tour de France by himself, but without all the luxuries the pros have, and he did that to raise money for bikes in Africa. Well, he's been back on the bike, this time raising money for Ukrainian refugees. 
And he raised a lot of money, nearly $330,000. Morton is well known for his grueling nonstop marathons on the bike to help various causes. His latest run saw him start from Munich in Germany and ride more than 1,000 kilometers through the Czech Republic and Poland to the Ukraine border in 42 hours straight earlier this week. The fundraiser was called One Ride Away because Morton said the war in Ukraine is just one ride away from those living close to the conflict. All the money raised will go to Global Giving's Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund. I've put a link in the episode notes to Morton's website where you can see his route and donate. Time for Catch This to Stuff That Quarter Eye, what's coming up and loose bit of football action for you today. Yeah, the Women's UEFA Champions League has kick-started again and Arsenal are taking on Wolfsburg at 7am. You can stream it on YouTube and there's some Aussies in the lineup. Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford will be in the lineup for the Gunners, while Leon's Ali Carpenter, she played earlier this morning. I better tune in, Luce. I've put a link to the YouTube live stream in the episode notes. Uh, as for today's trivia question brought to you by the EPL Live app, what was the score in Australia's win over Japan at the 2006 World Cup? Every Aussie sports fan should know this scoreline, Luce. What was it? They definitely should, and the scoreline was 3-1 to the Aussies. 3-1, Tim Cahill with that double late, and then John Aloisi finishing it off with a goal in the 90th minute. That one was at Kaiser Slauten. Uh, the Aussies, we all know what happened in that World Cup. Uh, <laughs> that's it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, check out Don't Forget Your Tips for your AFL and NRL footy tips this week. Uh, there's a link in the episode notes if you want to check it out. Uh, all right, have a great day. We'll catch you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.